The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to The Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. My name is Bobby Williams. I'm your host. Please subscribe to the show. All the platforms let you subscribe. And if you really feel like it, give us a positive review. I'm going to make an assumption right now. I'm going to assume that you want your child to be an empathetic, caring person. Well, a way you can help instill these values in them is through volunteerism. But volunteerism is its own world that you have to navigate. How do you find the right organization? How can you make it something that your child wants to do in the first place? Who has the answers? Natalie Silverstein does. Natalie has authored multiple books, including Simple Acts, The Busy Family's Guide to Giving Back, and Simple Acts, The Teen's Guide to Making a Difference. Natalie has a lot of thoughts on this issue. You can learn more by going to simpleactsguide.com. Let's dive in. You know, when I talk about empathy, I say, you know, you would never hand um, an instrument to a child and say, go ahead and play it. Here's a piano. Here's a violin. Here's a cello. Play it you would get them lessons and they would have to practice, right? You would never hand a hockey stick or a set of skates to a kid and say, go ahead, you can skate, here it is. So why do we expect them to go out into the world, right? And interact with other people and know how to sense, you know, we, I think that there is some innate sense that someone is having a hard time or whatever, if someone is crying, but we have to give them opportunities to practice empathy. And we also have to role model that for them as parents, right? So the way we treat others, the way we speak to others, if we look someone in the eye, if we use their name, if we thank someone for holding the door for us, all of those things, the way we sort of live our values as we walk through our days, I think young children and even older children are watching. And we have to give them opportunities to practice those things every single day. And then the ultimate way to do that is through service, hands-on service in your community, going out there, volunteering as a family. I think it is crucially important if you want to raise grateful, grounded, empathetic people. Yeah, well, I, I think about like children don't always seem the most naturally empathetic or they haven't <laughs> learned that skill yet. At least that's my experience. So I guess you can model behavior and they see that. Are there other like day-to-day -day ways to teach them to have more empathy? Well, sure. I think that gratitude is, is one thing that is so important, expressing gratitude, right? We know for a fact, I think studies have shown that if you express gratitude verbally, orally, if you write it down, something like five times, if you write down five things every night that you're grateful for, and you do that every single day with consistency, you feel after a certain number of days, you actually feel more grateful, right? So these are habits and, and these are rituals and these are things that we do every single day or every week or every month that actually start to accumulate over time. 
right? So expressing gratitude, asking kids, you know, what were your sweets and your salties today, right? Well, how, how was someone kind to you today? And how were you kind to someone else today? Who did you help today? You know, I think kids come home from school and everybody says, well, how was your day? Which is a terrible question because it's so open-ended. What did you eat for lunch? Who did you sit with? You know, instead, instead, maybe ask, you know, who, who did you help today? Who was kind to you today? And how did, you know, how did someone help you? And I think that that sparks a different level of conversation. And I do think that engaging kids in kindness activities, even very young kids can understand that we are drawing a picture for our neighbor who is homesick, or we are picking up soup when we go to the market and we're going to drop that off for our neighbor who is not well or who can't get out of the house, um, reaching out to elderly, isolated family members, all of those things that you do as just a part of the way that you move through the day and through your lives, I think it starts to, it's like drops in the bucket, right, of your child's character as you're, as you're raising them. And at the end of the day, that's the kind of person that you want them to become. I really like that gratitude idea. I'm like, I need to do that myself just to take some time to appreciate. You know, I lead an organization and once a year we do holiday letters and I write like mm-hmm. 150 thank you letters. And it's like, I feel it then, but if, making sure. it an everyday practice just seems like such a great idea. Absolutely. I, too, with children... It's like, even if they don't want to go somewhere and volunteer, or it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily fun for them, like you're saying, you at least establish like, this is a value of our family. This is something we care about, something we think you should care about. And maybe that will sink in years down the line. Absolutely. I also think you give kids some agency in the conversation, in the decision about the work that you're going to do. So as a family sort of sit down and have a conversation about your mission statement, really, as a family. What are our values? What do we care about? And go around, you know, assuming that kids are developmentally, you know, this is an age-appropriate conversation, like, what are the issues that they care about? Okay, so we care about animals. We care about the environment. We care about folks who are experiencing homelessness in our community. We care about hunger and food insecurity. Okay, let's pick one. And then let's find an organization that we can help as a family. And that's sometimes a challenge. And that's really where my work comes in. I'm the New York representative of something called Doing Good Together, which is an organization out of Minneapolis that helps families raise kids who care and contribute. And so I curate a listing of really family-friendly volunteer opportunities here in New York City. And we have others like me all over the country that do this work because it is sometimes hard to find a place that will accept families with children of any age um, under the age of 16 or 18. So get out there in the community, figure out a way to do this work. And then afterwards... And set yourself up for success, right? You don't want it to be too long of a day. You want to make sure everyone has a snack. Everyone's had something to eat. Um, everyone is understands what you're getting yourselves into. What are you going to be doing? Who's going to be there? Hopefully you can kind of prep your kids a little bit. And then after the activity, have a little, you know, regroup, have a little conversation. What did we enjoy about that? What didn't we enjoy about that? Do we want to continue to do this work? And if not, What's other work we might like to do, either in the same social justice area or in a different one that maybe another member of the family cares about? So giving them a little bit of agency and control as opposed to on Sunday, we're going to go and do X, Y, and Z. 
I think that you will find that they, they're more engaged in it and they're more interested in continuing. And then just one last thing about the fun piece. I always, you know, there's a chapter in my new book, how to put the fun back in fundraising, right? Like it can be fun. This work doesn't have to be drudgery. And that's what we want to avoid. We want kids to find the joy in, in giving to others and giving back in their community, in bringing joy and comfort to others because it brings so much joy back to them. And that's the secret sauce there. You know, you get more as a giver almost. And, and we want kids to start to appreciate that, how much, how good it feels to make someone else feel better. And so I do think that there are ways to make this work fun. You know, finding something that your kids connect to, going with friends, you know, inviting another family or two to do it with you. And then at the, at the end, afterwards, you go out for ice cream or pizza or something. So there are ways to sort of lighten this up that it's not drudgery and it's not another thing to check off of your very, very busy schedule. Yeah. One thing I appreciate, I, I work with youth a lot. And one thing I appreciate about working with them is whatever I have going on in my head that day, it's like I have to drop it for a little bit so I can be present with this young person. Mm -hmm. And it it like gets me out of myself. And then when I'm done, it's like I can still come back to my challenges, but they feel a little less daunting because I got a break. And we live in this world of kind of me focusing on yourself internal. Yeah. And just taking the time to do something external like that is just such a difference maker. So you're right. It's sort of like the reward is you can get out of your own head and it does like give you a way to feel good. Absolutely. There, there are studies that show, I mean, this is, there's no question that serving others, doing for others is good for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Full stop. You know, people who volunteer and are active in their communities like that live longer, period. There is a direct correlation to longevity. So what is that about? It's about connection to other people. It's about, you know, building these relationships. And it's about this helper's high that you referenced, right? You get out of your own head. You stop focusing on your own troubles and, and this navel gazing. You look outward and you see that there are others who are suffering. And perhaps something that you have, some gift, some talent, some skill that you have can ease their burden just a little bit. And the joy of that how good that makes you feel. It actually creates like an endorphin rush in the brain. So why would you not want to engage in that for yourself? Why would you not want to give that to your children, right? Um, and I think that that's been proven to be true, even if the person receiving your help doesn't acknowledge you, doesn't thank you. Just the fact that you've done this good thing makes you feel so, so great. And there's other studies that show that children who volunteer with their families are much more likely to continue to do so as adults. Teens who volunteer with other teens are more likely to continue to volunteer. And I think most importantly for your listeners who have teenagers, there is a direct correlation between teens who volunteer. They are less likely to get into risky behaviors. That's um, early sexual behavior, drug and alcohol use. They're, they're more likely to do well academically, less likely to drop out of school. I mean, the benefits of volunteerism are so profound and so obvious it, you know, this is kind of a no-brainer. A really important thing that you said that resonates with me is don't always expect a thank you because sometimes people are struggling or that's mm -hmm. not, you know, you're not always going to get a thank you. And it's not about the thank right. you or feeling the gratitude from other people. That makes it about you. And volunteering is not about you. A hundred percent. And there may be someone who can't say thank you, right? Because they're 
you know, they're, they're dealing with some mental health issues or whatever the case may be, or you might be doing work for organizations for people, you know, you're not actually seeing them. This work will benefit many, many people, but you know, the, you know, in your heart that the work that you've done is going to make a significant impact. And that's just like fundraising. You know, typically you do a big fundraiser, that check goes to the organization. You can be, you can feel really good about what that organization is going to do with that money, the lives that they might save or the people they might help, you know, so you should just, it should be um, the, the, for its own sake, right. You know, and this work is so important and so critical because it, it, strengthens our communities. There's no question about it. I mean, volunteers give millions of, of free labor hours in our country, right? <laughs> what would we do without people who volunteer their time? And that's even as small as like people who volunteer, which is what it is, to help their neighbor, you know, to, to shovel the snow for an elderly neighbor, to bring groceries to someone who is ill, who can't get out. I mean, those things are invaluable, and and you can't put a price on them, but and the reward that the that the giver gets in return is really just it's so special. We want kids to get bit by that bug, that it's not only a the right thing to do. This is what we do as a family. It's a nice thing to do. That seems sort of soft, but it is like it is actually good for you to do this work. It makes you a better. Um, stronger community member. Yeah, well, I think strength too, that's the word I was thinking of is like, it's a strong thing to do. It's also very counter to the way that a lot of society is oriented right now. Of, mm -hmm. You know, we live in a very materialistic world or thinking like, why would you do that if you're not getting paid? Right. The value of volunteering isn't always understood by mm -hmm. people. I no, I absolutely agree. It is it's a very me 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 sort of society and I think any time a teen can bust out of that or or a family can bust out of that and set an example for what it means to really care about other human beings, I think if you can make that cool, right? As uh, opposed to this sort of negativity online of sarcasm and making fun of people all of the time. You know, there's a chapter in my teen my new book, you know, where I talk about like let's just amplify positive stories kind stories, good stories that, that move humanity forward. Let's stop amplifying all of this negativity. And, you know, we have enough negative in the world. Let's try and focus on the positive. And again, we know that if you sit around thinking negative thoughts all day, you become depressed, you become isolated, you become very unwell. If you actually think positive thoughts, you start to feel better. It's, you know, it's, it's such a, you know, again, it's so obvious to me that this is the right way to raise kids and to live our own lives. Um, we're just surrounded by so much negativity, so much, so much heartbreak. Um, I'm, I'm very hopeful when I see young people volunteering and families volunteering, you know, it's always the, the, my favorite part of the newscast is at the end when they do the like nice story, the good story, the kind hearted story. That's such a great way to lift everybody up after all of this bad news. Well, I mean, I think it's for people, it's like, bad news is interesting or it's sort of a juicy story and then I the guess. internet is all geared towards getting clicks to a specific thing and right. so negativity sells but it's like playing on our worst instincts as a right. society right. and um yeah that's something we have to just actively try to fight against and it's not easy either no. just being a person is really hard and um what about when you're struggling and going through it is it's hard to feel like volunteering when you're suffering in your own way. 
Sure. But I, you know, I think you raised a really good point just now. You know, if, if you don't know what the other person next to you is the burdens that the other person is carrying. Right. So just be a little kinder than necessary. Right. So I think that in terms of my own life, I go out into the world, I'm struggling with something. If someone is kind to me, if someone smiles at me, if someone engages with me in a positive way, I feel better. And so I think to myself, if I can do the same for someone else, you don't know day to day that your action, one tiny action from you, it's like the, the smallest stone dropped into a body of water still makes a ripple, right? A huge boulder makes a ripple, a big splash, but a tiny little rock also makes a ripple. So something that you do, something that you say, some small action from you, you letting the person in, you know, when you're driving in the traffic or holding the door for someone or, you know, paying for the coffee for the person who lost their wallet, whatever it is, can actually change someone's day, week, month, year, life, right? And we don't know what those things are. So be sort of open to the possibility be mindful of it. I always say, keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. I, I just think that that's a, a wonderful way to, to walk through the world. And it's a way that I think our children should be walking through the world instead of looking down and, and staring at a device where they're just kind of doom scrolling all day long. And they may see some positive stories on there. I hope they do. I hope they amplify those. But I really want us to, to encourage all of us to just be a little bit more mindful of that. I like how you're breaking it down into like everyday things that you can do because people think about volunteerism and compassion as specific things, but right. it can be just daily things in your life. Are there other opportunities that people wouldn't think of where they can express compassion or work with an organization that they may have not considered? Sure. Well, I think that the pandemic certainly taught us that we were not able to go out and actually volunteer in the community, right? So you're right. I think people think of volunteerism as having to sign sign up and go and spend several hours and it's a long shift and it takes time away from other things. And, you know, first I would say it's it's if you prioritize what you value. So it's it's not that big a deal, right? We seem to find time for lots of other things so we can find time for this. Um, but even, you know, the pandemic taught us that we don't have to go very far, right? You know, all these wonderful organizations popped up over the pandemic where we could we could reach out virtually, right? Connect with isolated seniors, uh, connect with our military who are serving far away from home and sacrificing so much, writing letters. I know of several organizations that sprang up where it's literally just folks writing letters to strangers. And then the organization collects those and, and distributes them to isolated folks all over the world. Like what a beautiful thing that you can do sitting at home with your family, you know, writing cards, you know, drawing pictures, making, making little um, care kits and things like that. There's just a lot of stuff that you can be doing. And, and I, and when I was speaking to families with young children, I want to remind you that, you know, we talk about like, Oh, I, I couldn't possibly, I, I can't possibly put another thing on my plate. Well, you're already putting out crayons and paper for your kids, right? So they're already drawing, you're already baking, perhaps, you know, what if you just encourage them to write Valentine's and then deliver them to the senior center down the street? What if, you know, you're already baking cookies, so you make a double batch and you individually wrap the cookies and you deliver them to neighbors or you deliver them to the firehouse or the police station, right? I, the whole purpose of my work and my book is that these things can kind of be seamlessly integrated into your day. If you just think ahead a little bit, you know, I like to say, keep one of those little um, 
pads of uh, sticky, sticky notes, you know, the colorful ones that you rip off, you know, keep one in your purse with a, with a pen or in your bag or your diaper bag or whatever it is, or in your car and encourage your kids to write little thank you notes or little notes of encouragement and leave them on the desk of the school secretary or hand one to the, you know, garbage collector or hand one to the security guard at their school or the crossing guard. You know, again, these are tiny little actions that don't really take you out of your schedule, that don't burden you, that doesn't cost any money, right? This is, you know, it's just the way that you move through the world. Great words, great topic. Thank you so much for being here today, Natalie. Bobby, thank you. This was really wonderful. I really appreciate taking time with you. Thank you, Natalie Silverstein. Simpleaxguide.com. Check it out. Make a difference in your community. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I have been Bobby Williams. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.